What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 17 of the No Mercy podcast. Today we are talking to MLB model. We're going to go into all the gambling topics that you need to know for this upcoming weekend, including the World Series. So we'll talk a little bit about the Boston Dodgers series tonight. We talk a little bit about week eight, go into some odd stats that you may be interested in, give some plays, talk about how the money's moving, some, some pretty big money movements. And there's certain sites out there that have lines that are varying a point and a half to two points from other, from other sites. So make sure you, you tune in, take your notes, check that out. We got it done in under an hour for the first time ever. Also, I want to implore you guys to get over to FantasyDraft.com. FantasyDraft.com. I've been playing there a lot as of late. One of the big things that they have there is uh, you guys like these live finals and qualifiers for DFS. They have a live final, $500,000 live final, over at FantasyDraft.com. And these cues have been overlaying a little bit each week. So you're getting a little opportunity there to get into these qualifiers um, without having a full field to go against. So I've been going over there playing. I know a couple guys at our site have already attacked it. FantasyDraft.com. They are offering a free roll for all of you guys that are first-time depositors. Use promo code GURUELITE, G-U-R-U-E-L-I-T-E. Make a deposit on FantasyDraft.com. And I believe it's the top five people in the free roll will win a $200 qualifier ticket. So you will win a ticket probably for next week to actually enter that qualifier. So free $200 ticket to get to the live final, which is the one we're all looking at, and compete for the $100,000 top prize. So that's in week 16. So get over to fantasydraft.com. Check that out. Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G, risen from the dead, like the Undertaker. Coming at you with a three-pack today. little constipation series of No Mercy. I don't even know what episode numbers these are. 16, 17, 18, 15, 16, 17. The most recent ones on there. But today, we're going to start off with the shittiest person of them all. And we're going to start with MLB model. Robert, how are you today? Good, man. You look fucking great. Look really I good I do, today. right? Yeah. <laughs> Because I actually slept for three days. <laughs> I usually don't sleep when I'm on it. How funny is it that the one time I've been sick all week, I come on and it's the first time you tell me I look great. Every time you've looked like dog shit, but this week you look fucking fantastic. <laughs> this week, the one time. The one time I was literally like throwing up in, in cold sweats in bed. <laughs> but uh, So we're going to do the gambling podcast now with me and Rob. We're going to go into week eight. I need to talk about Rob's Twitter. Uh, we'll talk about the World Series. We'll talk about some stats that don't matter uh, with MLB Model. We'll do some things MLB model hates. Uh, then after this drops, I'm going to be recording with Mad Lab and the Bod. So it gets better progressively. Like it mm -hmm. starts with the mm -hmm. shitty Rob and then it goes to Mad Lab and the Bod. And we're going to be talking a little bit of UFC, a lot of jokes, a lot of things Mad Lab hates. Um, I have a couple good topics for that. And then after that, we're going to go with the headliner, Mr. Jeff Manns. Um, poor Jeff doesn't even know we're recording today. So... I feel very bad for him. He's probably got the most slammed schedule ever. I fucked him midweek and wasn't able to wasn't able to record during his free time. So he's going to wake up on uh, West Coast time because it's only like 7 a.m. over there by him. Uh, he's going to wake up in about an hour and realize that I just committed him to a podcast today. Yeah, uh, and Jeff has to have everything in his life planned he's, to the fucking so minute. So for you to drop something on him, I have a meeting with him at 12, so I'll, I'll get to hear all about it. Oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to absolutely kill me, and I'm going to force him to do it. So I just figured it out. This is episode 17 of the No Mercy podcast. So 17, the gambling pot. We're going to try and make these shorter. We're going to try and make it so you could absorb them all. Uh, over the course of the weekend and today. So we're going to try and get out of here in 40 minutes. So because of that, I want we're going to get to a lot of gambling stuff. We're going to get to all that. But I have to start, Robert, with uh, one of MLB Models tweets. Yep. It's the favorite segment on the show. And you went prison Rob the other day on the Internet. I did, and so I was sober. Would, would, I was sober. Would, were you sober? I was, yeah. I was sober. It was, it was straight 
prison Rob status. Everyone thought it was about Jeff Collins because he just got engaged and married. I knew it wasn't. <laughs> it was nothing was targeted not, at Hefe. So. Right. It wasn't about Hefe. But uh, it was about a couple other people who were posting similar stuff. So yeah. let me just start this off with Rob's Twitter from Friday night. Um, and then we'll get into some of the gambling stuff. And, and this, is a, this is a string of tweets that like literally just kept coming out every three minutes. Everywhere I look on Twitter, people are engaged or married. And people are telling them how happy they are. Get the fuck out of here. Most of them will be divorced before Tom Brady retires. <laughs> that is so well crafted to bring sports back into the tweet. It's it's I mean you're you're a master, Rob. Tommy, I, I listen, the probabilities, I, I play the odds, right? Get the fuck out of here. This asshole was in like Candyland or fucking uh Magic Land or whatever whatever he was at. And I'm just like saw this picture on Twitter. I'm like, is this motherfucker serious right now? Like I've been married 15 fucking years, okay? My picture wasn't on the internet. I wasn't that goddamn happy. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, it's not a big deal. And these people just act like they're changing the world because they can post pictures on the internet. Yeah, and, and you got to fucking annoy everyone and ruin everyone's life to go to your wedding and then care about your wedding and then congratulate you on your wedding. Literally, like, actuality. nobody gives a fuck. There might be, like, all, your mom and dad might give a fuck, and that's barely. Nobody cares. All you're doing is making a fucking decision. Like, that's all you're doing. And you're probably like, a bad deciding. one. <laughs> the fuck did you do? You're making a horrible decision. It's like me ordering fucking Taco Bell on Uber Eats <laughs> at 2 a.m. Like, what should I fuck? Are you congratulate me because I'm making the worst decision of my fucking life that I'm going to terribly regret later and miss the time before I started eating that Taco Bell? So I agree with you on that, Robert. Here you actually made a lot of sense. This is the point I'm making. Keep in mind, this is part two of that string. People should only congratulate you after 10 years of marriage. Anything sooner is a fucking rental. A fucking men, Robert. I do not think you should congratulate anyone on marriage. They're probably ruining the economy. They're ruining society. They're ruining their lives. They're going to drag all their friends into it because whenever your friends are going through a divorce, it makes your life hell, right? They got to sleep at your house, sleep on your couch. You got to listen to them bitch about it all day. You got to fucking make friends with their wife and their friends and then break up with their wife and their friends. It's, it's a shit show for us. This is the so way. This is the timeline of marriage, okay? The first two years are easy. If you can't make it through two years of marriage, you're just a loser with no commitment and you're a terrible human. Two years are easy. The next few are progressively harder. You hit that seven year and you got that fucking itch and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. You hit 10, though. It's like, ah, all right, this is good. And then it's just good. pretty smooth sailing after 10 years. But don't, right. don't talk yeah. to me before 10 years. So I agree with that. You should. You, there should be a 10-year uh, congratulations to anyone who's been married for 10 years. And then here's my favorite Rob tweet. <laughs> Same with kids. Hanging kids is not a big deal. Call me in 20 years and confirm they stayed off the Coke and hooker polls. Then I'll congratulate you. So, Robert, you stated in your tweet, not only were you talking about Coke and hooker polls, but you made it very clear that hanging, hanging children is not a big deal. Would you like to elaborate on this? <laughs> I think it's fine to string children up. I don't proofread. I don't proofread or fact check. When I'm in this rage tweeting, it's just my fingers are moving as fast as they can. And I know how quality this is. And I can't wait to hit send. And I just have, I just bang it out and I hit send. But this is the fuck. The point. Well, here's the next tweet. I should read the next tweet. <laughs> the point is obvious. Like, it's clear. Uh, uh, we loved it, it's though. We clear. jumped on it. I had, right. I had a Fuck. motherfucker actually mad at me. Somebody was actually mad at me. Ha ha. MLB model. You hang kids. Fuck you. I'm unsubscribing from your site. You're an asshole. Kill yourself. I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker. My phone the auto. responses are great. My the phone auto are corrected. Pizzola's is the best. I think hanging kids is a big deal, to be honest. <laughs> then, uh, then yeah, hanging kids is not a big deal, question mark. Hanging kids seems negative. Negative EV, in my opinion. Well, that's one way to look at it. Why does the NFL have to be so stupid? Damn near unfollowed you. Uh, to which Rob responded, I guess, after he realized that God fuck, <laughs> quotation marks, having. I would never hang a kid. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Thanks I, for specifying. I wouldn't that. hang a child. <laughs> Only on the internet would you have to specify. I know. I would never hang a kid. People were legitimately triggered by this. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> And then the final one of the string is, 
Also, stop acting fucking happy in pictures on the internet. Your life is miserable and you are fooling no one. As proof, you feel the need to post happy pictures on the internet for fake adulation. I'm just, I'm just impressed that you used adulation. Adulation, probably. yeah. First off, yeah. fuck off. All these cocksuckers in pumpkin patches and fucking Disneyland with their kids posting on... You know who cares about those moments? You and your mother. Nobody else gives a flag fuck about your kids. But everyone likes them and oh, everyone comments. Look how sweet no Jimmy is. Meanwhile, Jimmy's sniffing glue in the back of the classroom, okay? <laughs> Nobody's fucking this happy. Stop the, and, and the I saw this yesterday, Tommy. It was like noon. I went and got lunch. I fucking go to this little wine bar. I sit down. I get a beer. I got my computer. There's these two girls there pounding wine at lunchtime, and they keep taking selfies and fixing their hair and right, fuck. Yeah. It, get the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of this shit. You're miserable. Dude, so is everyone else. My This whole podcast from January through April, before MLB starts and after football ends, is just going to be a rinse repeat of how much I hate 20-something-year-old girls with their cell phones. I mean, it, it's just going to be a rinse repeat. You're going to hear it over and over and over every day. But, I mean, the Facebook thing, we did the fuck, marry, kill with Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter last week and with me and Jeff, and it's so true. It's just a fu you're all fucking frauds. You're all fucking liars. My life is better than all of yours, and it's not fucking close. Like, we're not even in the same stratosphere. All you got is a little, two little terrors that run around your house. You're, you're little angels. You're little, you're little, you're little miracles, as Gerard Carmichael would say. <laughs> you're little miracles running around your house. You're just, fuck you, you little miracles. They've destroyed your life, sucked your soul out of you. And I'll have my own little miracles once I get damn good and ready to have them. And I'm probably not even going to be selfish and create one by myself. I'll probably adopt one like you should because there's millions of kids out there without a home that you should be adopting instead of creating more of them. You fucking selfish fucks. So, uh, so yeah. So we'll talk about that as we go through. But great job, Robert. We're gonna get back to some more Rob tweets towards the end of the show. But I felt like we needed to start with that. Um, this is a tweet that kind of rolls into a little bit of a discussion. Uh, you said these rewards and crowns and challenges all seem like fancy ways of DraftKings telling me to fuck off. I pissed 5K yesterday, and you were giving me a mystery reward. <laughs> Bring back the goddamn free rolls. I bitched about this the other day. I don't even know how to do these daily contests. I don't even know what the fuck these are. You got to log in every day and, like, play a special contest. Like, dude, I dropped fucking five figures on Sunday. I literally lost every dollar I put on DraftKings last Sunday. Like, Jesus, fuck. Like, why don't – just give me some money. Give me some money to play next week. Like, give me some tickets. Tommy, I don't, I don't understand. It's like they're trolling their customers. And I'll acknowledge know, you and I and everybody we know are not normal players. Like, normal people aren't throwing, you know, playing the 3K contest and all this kind of shit. But even if, I, like, I just don't get it, man. Like, it's almost, I would rather you just tell me, send me an email and say, you lost, fucko. Like, trying to Fuck sandy off. coat like sugar coat it with all this bullshit like you're not fooling anyone you know we used to get free rolls and platinum Man, series it's like and log all this in shit. today and mm. play an nba contest and get two crowns and then log in tomorrow and play a nascar contest and like what the fuck i'm playing fucking over ten thousand dollars a week on this side like who gives a shit what i'm playing <laughs> Just fucking give me rewards. Monday, I logged in to play NBA. I opened up my phone. I knew I had like I had lost half of my account. I'm like, oh, a mystery reward. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> it's like fucking like a, like the Cracker Jack box. Like mystery reward. Get a little anchor anchor stick on tattoo for fucking play, losing ten grand. Shove that. I got their bludgeoned. Ass. We'll talk about it when I do the show with Jeff. Uh, how last week for DFS went, but my worst week of the year by far following my second worst week of the year. So I, I, uh, I've had a bad couple weeks. Time to bounce back this week. Let's get to the games this week, Robert. So some trends. We'll go into some trends from Robert as we talk about these trends. We will get on to the games themselves. Keep in mind, guys, get over to GuruElite.com. Actually, you know what? Let's talk MLB first. Let's talk about the World Series first because we'll forget about that. Right. And then we'll get into the football games. Good. Get over to GuruElite.com. Uh, we have a couple different packages for gambling. Uh, our gambling packages, in my opinion, are the best in the entire industry because we fire more bets than anyone in the world. Uh, basically, $19.99, you could do a seven-day package, or $127.99, you get the full season for VIP. And that full season includes all the rest of the NFL. So we're only at week eight right now. So we've only had seven weeks done. So you got another 10 weeks in there of NFL 
plus the first the first few weeks of the playoffs. It just doesn't include the Super Bowl. But you got like another 12, 13 weeks at 127 bucks. So it's less than $10 a week. Plus, you get all the MMA bets from Mad Lab, all our baseball bets that we've been putting in, and all the PGA bets from Golf oh, man. man. So that's a fucking insane deal. $19.99 for seven days. Or you could do the VIP, get the rest of the season for what amounts to like $9.89 a week. So just a phenomenal value there. And I, I was hot to start the baseball play our, playoffs, Robert. I got cold once the Yankees and Red Sox were playing at the same time because I just bet it on the Yankees and against the Red Sox. Uh, now that my biases are gone, we've entered the World Series, and Big Daddy's swinging a big stick right now. I had two of my biggest baseball bets of the entire season um, that went on on games one and two. I smashed the Boston Red Sox in game one, literally maxed out all my accounts to do that. Um, we hit that for five units. Then I smashed them in game two uh, for another four units. So I'm up nine units right now, Robert, with a plus 600 J.D. Martinez MVP prop, like and he's that. the favorite right now. Yep. Uh, that's to win 12 units, plus the minus 155 Red Sox series max bet, plus Red Sox win in four plus 1,100, Red Sox win in five, plus 5,500. So the Guru Elite subs are going to be balling out of control if this shit ends fast. And my exact words, Robert, and you're not going to like this, were before the series started, there's zero chance that the Dodgers win this series. And despite my Red Sox hating bias here, the Red Sox have nothing but right-handed power bats and the Dodgers are all left-handed pitchers. This is not going to end well for the Dodgers, but it will end quickly. Yeah, I mean, listen, Robert, I, 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 how are you feeling? I, well, I mean, I made it pretty clear. I, I think I even tweeted this. My second biggest bet of my life, only after my biggest bet of my life last year, was the same, uh, was for LAD to make the World Series. So I usually find value in, 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 in that bet more than picking the team that's going to win the World Series. Um, just because, you know, it's it's a little more random of who's actually Well, you hit win that. The, you hit it. Yeah, I hit it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was huge. You and Cheetah. Cheetah had it too. Uh, but I didn't have much action on who's going to win the series. Uh, I did push a little of my winnings on LAD to, to win. Um, you know, I, I feel like uh, th that's pretty much dead money at this point. I won't be, I won't be pressing. I won't be adding to that. Um, this dot, this, um, this Red Sox team. You and I talked about the other day. Some of those bats are the hottest bats I've ever seen in my life. When Martinez. Every ball he hits is a laser. It's either in a gap right. or it's right at somebody. How was he plus 600 for the MVP? I don't know. I mean, that was mind-boggling. You're in a great spot now with great that Great spot after that big hit in game two and the, the go-ahead run in game one. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like a home run away from him locking that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I've got a bet on the game tonight. I've got it in the uh, Guru Elite package. I don't want to give it away on the pod uh, just because I only have one baseball bet today. Um, but I do have a play on this game. Uh, I'll talk about the side just for a second. You know, Dodgers are minus 154. Uh, I think that's a pretty fair price. Um, you know, I, I look for them to at least steal a win here at home against Porcello. Uh, Porcello. So I, I, I'll lean LAD. I don't have action on the side of the game. Uh, I do have a bet on the total. Um, but, yeah, I like the I like the Dodgers to at least win tonight. Yeah, I, I uh, this would be the one game that the Dodgers should win. Mm -hmm. When I said when I the reason I put the four to one in, uh, in f uh, Red Sox in five rather than Red Sox only as a sweep is because this is the game I was worried about. The first game back in L.A., yep. um, righty on the hill in Bueller, which is obviously beneficial going against a lot of those big right-handed bats and Mookie Betts and Bogarts and J.D. Martinez and a lot of those killers. Um, going back home to L.A. should be rocking, should be jacked up, and Porcello. Obviously isn't really the strongest pitcher there. But the reason why I like the sweep so much, Rob, and the reason why I'm taking Boston tonight is because Dave Roberts is a fucking piece of garbage. He's the worst manager in baseball. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers are a notorious choke team. And the, I figured as long as the Red Sox can go handle their business in games one and two, all the pressure's on the Dodgers in game three. Mm -hmm. So as much as they have the pitching edge in this game and the handedness in edge – on the two pitchers and the home court advantage, that crowd is going to be nervous. Those players are going to be nervous. Dave Roberts is going to be coaching this game like it's a game seven and probably pull Bueller if he walks one batter. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to be platooning in the second inning. I, I think this will be a situation where as long as the Red Sox can hang in there early, 
that we'll be able to uh, will they'll be able to pull this out late. So my favorite bet on this though um, is the Red Sox plus one and a half minus one sixty five. So I like the run and a half here. Um, so that's basically my look on this. And um, and I, I think they end this series quick. So you know where I'm going to be sitting on the rest of the games in this series as we go forward. So a win tonight basically grants the Guru Elite subs lots and lots of money for this World Series. Um, any other thoughts on uh, on baseball here, Robert? Or do you want to get to the NFL? No, that, yeah, that's it. Okay. So let's get to the football this weekend. Uh, just glancing over this slate of games – uh, for the NFL, we just had the Thursday night game last night. Um, I put in three separate teasers on the GuruElite.com betting package with Houston and all three of them. Uh, unfortunately, the under didn't hit. That game went to the fucking moon, looked good early, and then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. But we do have uh, Houston winning in two of those teasers. Had the fuller over props. Um, got fucked on that fucking stupid bullshit um, roughing the center call on the field goal to start the game. Mm-hmm. Did you see that, Rob? Yeah. Were you watching the beginning mm-hmm. of the game? Yep. When they fucking took the field goal off the board for Miami, and then Miami ended up scoring a touchdown on the next play because we had a bunch of score first props, Lamar Miller being one of the main ones, the first one. And, of course, they give Miami a touchdown. Next drive, Houston goes down and scores, and we don't get the Lamar Miller win. So that was a little tilting. But the easiest – I only did one receiving and yardage prop – and it was Will Fuller over four and a half catches, Will Fuller over 60 yards or whatever it was. Nice. I thought that was the easiest prop mm-hmm. on the fucking board. So that was, uh, it was, it was fine. Well, it's to be determined because we got to see how these teasers work out, but probably will end up being a plus, plus Thursday uh, once all said and done with those teasers. But this Sunday here, obviously, we're going to have our picks on guruelite.com, have all our bets up there. We'll give a few over here. We'll talk about some games, some high level stuff. Uh, we'll leave off our locks just because we like to keep those on the site, but. We do have a lot of high totals this week, Rob. We have the Rams game at 56 and a half. We have the Raiders Colts at 50 and a half. We have the Bengals Bucks at 54 and a half. We have the Lions game, which I think may end up getting up to 50, which is at 49. And then we have the Chiefs Broncos at 53 and a half and the Steelers Browns up at 49. So we have potential for, if we can get a little push on the overs here, we have potential for, and with Viking Saints at 52. We have potential for maybe six games with totals over 50 this week. Yeah, it's so indicative of the NFL right now, really. <clears throat> you know, th- these teams are just scoring it. I don't, I don't know if it's record clips or not, but it's, it certainly feels like they're scoring just in record numbers this year. Uh, and we talked about last week, it's made the viewing much better for me personally. Uh, and probably all fans across the, you know, across the spectrum enjoyed seeing the scoring. Um, I actually agree. Like most of these totals are fine. I, there's nothing inflated here. These are all pretty solid numbers. So, you know, we're going to see a lot of shootouts. Yeah. I mean, just to give you an idea of where the money's sitting on these totals, and then we'll start talking about the sides in a minute. Uh, in the Oakland game right now, we're looking at about 94% of the money. Uh, sitting on the over 50 and a half here. Uh, 92% of the money on the New Orleans-Minnesota game is sitting on the over. Do you look at this, that this thing opened at 53, it's down to 52, and 93% of the money and 78% of the bets are on the over? Like, do you factor that in much, Rob, that kind of reverse line movement when the line's coming down but all the money's going over? I mean, I don't really give a fuck about it, but I can tell you what the read is, obviously. I mean, you know, some somebody – money's what matters here right somebody put a large amount of money or you know a very respected group will come in so the way this will work is you know there'll be there'll be flagged accounts at you know the sports books and if one of these groups that they really expect respect their opinion on gets down on a side they will shade that number and give no fucks about where you know the the bulk of the tickets are going they're going to shade towards the sharp action so normally when you see this i mean i obviously know this i'm just talking to the listener normally when you see a total drop and money flying in on the over. That means there's usually not a lot of people, but there's somebody chilling on the other side of that thing, driving that there's a well somewhere there driving this thing around. Yeah. It's what it is. Is if so let's just say there's a guy who's hitting 80% of his totals this year, not $10 a game, like, you know, 50, $60,000 a game. And he's hitting a massive percentage. They're going to keep that number shaded down because the other risk is if they let it float up, What's, the, what's that whale going to do? He's going to fucking right. smack that under again. They don't want right. him to double down. Right. So we have uh, 87% of the money coming on the Tampa over. That line has moved up. We got a lot of money coming in on the under uh, in the Pittsburgh game. That has dropped a point and a half. So a lot of people thinking that one's going to go below the total there. That was over 50. It's dropped to 49. 
Carolina Baltimore is a game that seems pretty obvious that a lot of people would be betting that under. But again, another situation: eighty-five percent of the money is coming in on the under. They're all huge numbers, and, Tommy. I, I'm looking yeah. across the board here. Like every 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 one of them, I see. It's huge. Yeah, it's like there's a few that are like 65, 65. 57, 43 is the closest. Yeah, like everything is like sixty percent or more coming on one of the sides. So uh, this is going to be a it's going to be an, and they're all pretty much correlated with the bets too. You know, percentage of bets that are coming in and percentage of money. They're all pretty much correlated. You're not seeing a lot where there's a huge chunk of money coming in on the bets, but it's it's offset and countered on the money side. So just for the listeners but, for perspective, so that means that. Vegas that the bookmakers need the opposite sides of all of these games that you're seeing with yeah. like 95%, 90%. It means they are sided in these games uh, as far as bets go. So they will need the unders in, in looks like a vast majority of all of these games. They would need unders. Yeah. Vegas <laughs> is praying for the under in LA, praying for the under in Cincy, praying for the under in Minnesota, praying for the under in the New York giants game, praying for the under in Jacksonville. <laughs> like there's, Unless this starts to even out by the weekend, this is one of the most lopsided uh, total numbers I've seen in a long time. So, so this is interesting. The odd one here is that the 55.5 total with Kansas City versus Denver has actually come down two points, and 80% of the money's on the under, which is shocking to me, being that Kansas City has been the, the fucking video game team of the year. Mm-hmm. They've been hitting 70 on some of their games, 80, I think, in the Patriots game. Mm-hmm. So that's a little surprising that we're seeing 61% of the bets and 81% of the money uh, coming in on the under in that Kansas City game. So that's that's a little shocking to me, Robert. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I, I don't have a lean one side or the other, but to see that number come down is sort of shocking. I don't know if there was news out there that we might have missed or something. Um, but, yeah, somebody somebody has a different opinion there. <laughs> that seems like everyone does, which is which is weird. But – um. Yeah, I, I don't really like that under. I actually like that over. I don't I don't necessarily see exactly where everyone's coming from with that, why everyone's pounding that down. But I hope they bring it down further, keep bringing that one down. So that's one that I definitely will have interest in. Um, as far as the sides, let me just get to the sides here. So as far as the sides, we got the most activity is coming on Green Bay plus 9.5 versus the Rams. That is the – most sided are you seeing the same thing there rob i'm seeing like 90 percent of the money and like 70 percent of the bets are coming in on green bay plus the nine and a half mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. what's your lean on this uh this is one of those big total ones too because we had the uh 90 of the money is coming on the over on this game too over 56 it's already the highest total on the board yeah this is interesting and i don't know i mean th- there's a scalp out there right now and i don't know if it'll stay on the board for you guys what a scalp is so i'm seeing ten and a half at five dimes and I'm seeing nine at some of my locals and Penny. And so I'm seeing nine hung a lot of places and ten and a half at uh, at five dimes. So that's interesting. Uh, you usually don't see, you know, that big of a that big of an arm. You know what? You know what, Rob? Thursday, I'm pretty sure it was five dimes was hanging nine on that on that Thursday night game where most sites were sitting at seven to seven and a half. I saw the same thing yesterday. Well, that's um, interesting. I, yeah, so I mean, maybe they're doing. Do you see that on any other games? I don't know. This is sort of a side note, but there's been a big shakeup over I there. Think at it was five, five dimes. dimes. The original uh, owner and head mm-hmm. odds maker and everything, Tony in Costa Rica, was kidnapped and murdered. Um, yeah, so Jesus. I don't know what's going on with the bookmaking operation over there. Um, it was very, very subtle way to, to present that. Yeah, sorry, there. no, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, but uh, there, there has been a shakeup over there at five dimes. I mean, bit. if you look at Penny and five dimes right now, um, you're looking at. The Pittsburgh game, I'm seeing nine and a half on five dimes and eight on Penny and everywhere else. If you look at the Kansas City game, I'm seeing 11 on Kansas City and nine and a half to 10 everywhere else, 10 on Penny. If you look at the Chicago Jets game, it's nine on five dimes, seven and a half on Penny. So this this is seems to be a pretty common thing. I'm not seeing it with too many of the other games. Uh, The Rams are 10 and a half minus 10 and a half on five dimes, like you said. Nine and a half to nine on other sites. And then most of them are like at least a point off. They got Brady minus 15 against uh, Buffalo. And I see 13 and a half at some places. So I wonder if this is something they're doing where they're intense. Because it seems like they're heavier on the favorite in all these, right? From what I'm seeing. Like the big wood favorites are like a point, point and a half, point and a half including, yeah. including what we saw with Houston last night where five dimes, I, I guess it was accurate what i saw five dimes appeared to have it at nine where it was seven and a half so 
I don't know. Is this something where they're well, intentionally doing this? I, they're trying to. I don't know about that, Tommy. But I'll tell you what's important for the listener is. I mean, I, I know you got middles everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be hard for most of these guys to scalp. Um, but you know how that? Why would it be hard? I mean, it's just go throw money on five dimes. Go throw money on my bookie. Well, it's or, like a then, one one and a half point middle. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to have to get down. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it's worth their time. But what it is worth your time is noting is that, you know, if you like a game and five dimes is giving you an extra point and a half on it, bet it there. Like, feel like it's important to line shop. I mean, everybody does this. It's just have more than one book. And if you see a better number and five dimes has it, then go bet it five dimes. I'm wondering, too, if five dimes is intentionally doing with this because like first of all we saw 90 something percent of the money coming in on green bay right mm -hmm. books have it at nine uh gt bets has it at nine um i think penny has it at nine and a half five times the only one at ten and a half that's a big number because ten's a key number right so you're going over that ten and a half they did the same thing with the patriots they went over that key number of 14 up to 15 maybe this is something and, and that's strange too because 90 percent of the money is coming in on green bay so they're actually shading it in the opposite direction of where all the money's going. Um, I would personally say maybe with what's just gone on recently, they're desperate to just get people in there. And they're saying, you like Green Bay plus nine and a half? Come get it at ten and a half here. Because um, it seems like most of these lines are being shaded where it would benefit the majority of the public yeah. from what I'm seeing. They aren't the desperate trends. to have me bet it, Tommy. Five dimes killed all of my accounts years ago. Um, <laughs> we, we'll ask Marcus about this, the head odds maker at uh, my bookie, and see what he has to say about it. We can maybe report back. But, I mean, yeah, if you could find those one-and-a-half, two-point middles, um, especially off key numbers, like if you look at the Rams-Green Bay, I'm going to mention it again, nine-and-a-half and ten-and-a-half. What that means is, uh, let's say my bookie, I don't know if you have my bookie up. I'm assuming my bookie's sitting on nine-and-a-half, mybookie.ag. But – if you want to go bet the Rams, is it nine and a half? Mm -hmm. If you want to go bet the Rams, you go bet them at my bookie, you know, minus nine and a half, and you go bet Green Bay at five dimes plus ten and a half, and basically you're probably looking at a push in most situations where you'll just pay VIG. But if it does land ten, you have a you win both. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the middles. You'd usually like to see those being like a point and a half, two points on two round numbers where you could push one and win win the middle on the other, but um, is possible to do it. Some of you will even get crazy and probably buy this down to nine and buy the other one up to 11 to give yourself a two-point middle there. But interesting. It's interesting uh, outbreak here. So <laughs> so give me some give me some analysis here on on one or two games that you're looking at. Don't give me the uh, the MLB model lock, but give me, give me a couple of the games that you're looking at here. Uh, you'll like this one, Tommy. Uh, Jets, 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 Jets. Um, yes, sir. Look, you know, this is kind of crazy. So so if you get down now, do it. So Penny's at seven and a half. Fucking five times is at nine. Um, that's really wild. Like, I see eight across the board. I made my decision on eight. I want the eight points. Uh, and the Jets, Jets, Perts. Jets, Jets, eight Jets. Perts. Um, but fuck, man, if you can get nine over at five dimes and seven and a half at penny, that's wild. So, um, I'm all about the eight though. In that situation, Rob, yeah. here's what I would do. Would you buy that down to seven? I know you, I know you hate doing it, but if you're looking for a middle with that much of a key number, would you ever buy that down to seven for that middle? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, it would, it depends what it would cost, but I probably, I probably wouldn't buy it. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to trying to middle it, honestly, if you could, um, or maybe buy up the nine and a half. Uh, so no, but I, I I'm not really interested in doing that too much, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. yeah so here's one of the things to talk about in this Jets game. Okay. Um, last week we saw the Jets in extreme wind. It was like 20 mile, 20 to 30 mile per hour wind against, uh, Minnesota. And I have never seen an offense look worse in my fucking life than the Jets' offense in that game. Even with the wind, when they were going with the wind at their back, they were just fucking useless. Sam Darnold has never played in weather like that before. Um, this is a kid who played in California his whole life. He's a pretty boy who's been in the warm weather. I hate these kids when they come and they're young and they got to play in cold weather for the first time. But looking like we're sitting on around 53 degrees, which is okay for me, right? Like once that gets into the 40s, and I know this from living in California, Rob. Mm -hmm. I can wear shorts in the 40s. Mm -hmm. You probably can too because mm -hmm. we're men and we fucking got big hangy balls. But these fucking pussies in Cali when I used to be out there, the second this shit would break like 52, 51, 
I'd be out there in shorts. And, you know, maybe I'd have a hoodie on in shorts. But, you know, comfortable. They're freezing in fucking winter coats. So if this game stays above 50-55, I like the Jets. If we get some some notifications here that this is going to get into the 40s somehow by Sunday, I'm fading every fucking Sam Darnold game until he gets a little experience under him, especially since this is the highest wind game on the slate yeah. at 15 miles per hour. Right. So, well, listen, my analysis is a little simpler is that I, I, I am lower on the Bears than most people are, particularly on the mm-hmm. Bears' defense. I mean, the Patriots hung 38 on them uh, last week. The dolphins fucking Dolphins hung, hung 31 on them, on them the week before. Um, so I don't know. They feel overrated to me by the metrics that I look at, and um, I'm okay. I'm okay going against them. I love getting the eight points. Um, I know they shut down the Buccaneers, what, in week four? Oh, the Buccaneers suck. Um, that, was, that was the quarterback change game. Exactly. So that's not impressive at all. But so, Arizona has no offense. They right. kept it within two. Seattle sucks. They kept it within seven. I mean, you know, so, I mean, this, this Chicago team has not been, not been blowing anyone out. So I, I agree with you. Trubisky's just, what Trubisky's going to do is he's going to play really well. He's going to have a few plays which are going to make you go, holy shit, this kid's amazing. And then he's going to throw an interception across the field in the red zone to keep the other team in the game. Mm-hmm. That's how this is going to go. So, yep, I agree with you there. Um, let's go to another game here. Uh, what other, which other games are you looking at? I, I probably would lean Jets. On that game, I may lean under even on that game. Mm. To me, at 8-45, and 45, I don't do this very often, but this seems like a game with some wind and some weather where I'd probably be good doing the seven-point teaser there for me, plus 15 on the Jets and under 52. Uh, that's probably where I'm looking as one of my bets for the weekend. So, but listen, this game. is a hard slate, and I, I don't have value in a lot of games. Um, that's one I do have a lot of value on. Um, but when I'm looking across this board, I have less edges this week than I have in any other week this year. I think, uh, I think all the numbers are pretty sharp. And, and so, uh, I'm not going to have a ton of action, unfortunately this week. Um, there, there is one other game that I would look at and I'm really interested in your take on this. Our guy DC had an interesting comment, uh, regarding the Oakland Raiders, um, the Raiders are just bad. And I was listening to uh, Mike and Mike this morning and, you know, they're just talking about the turmoil there and, um, they're just a bad football team. Uh, DC's comment was John Gruden has no incentive to win. He can take his 69 million dollars and play golf and she's trying to lose. So that was an interesting take. Um, seeing them at plus three or only seeing Indianapolis at minus three, eh. I have a heavy Indianapolis lean in this game. I think I was, uh, Oakland's I'm a considering, mess. Yeah, I, I'm considering going Indianapolis on one of my survivors. Wow. Um, I'm aggressive with my survivor pools, as we know. Um, already hit Houston this week. Had it in the Guru Elite package. So, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure those of you, I'm sure most of you guys didn't pick Houston yet. I got 58 teams left in one of my bigger survivors. That's like a $50,000 pot to first. Um, and I got two teams left in that. So I went Houston on one of them, thinking of getting fucking ballsy on another one. We have a tool on our site now, Rob, uh, which everyone got credit for except me. So Rob put out a tweet this morning, our new survivor tool on Guru Elite. It's a part of the gambling package. We actually have every team listed with their week eight winning percentage and their week nine winning percentage, just so it can give you an idea of kind of who has the highest winning percentages for this week. Um, to give you right now, Kansas City's at 77, Pittsburgh's at 81, New England's at 88, Rams at 70. Those are easy, but a lot of you guys don't have those teams left in your survivor pools at this point. So you could start to dig on Detroit at 54%, Cincy at 66%. Um, and then we have next week too, and this will continue to be updated. So a little cool tool there. Thanks for Preston for putting that together and Rusty Nuts for getting that live on the site. We're going to be creating a lot of new tools for you guys as we go. And by the way, these are Preston's percentages. These aren't the betting market percentages. So these right. are... Right, so these are sharp. Right, these are the ones Preston uses. Um, Preston's been killing it in fucking NBA and NFL so far this year. Preston's been on fire. And NCAA has been great. So, uh, but yeah, so from a survivor perspective, if you are out of good teams, if you don't have Kansas City, you don't have Pittsburgh, you don't have Chicago, you were a chalk donkey for eight weeks... I honestly don't think this is the worst play. I wouldn't personally probably not going to do it because I don't need to because I played. I took a lot of chances early so that I have all the big teams left by this point. But the Raiders are tanking. They're tanking. In my opinion, they're tanking. They're trying to lose on purpose. 
And it's always a good situation when you got a team that's trying to lose on purpose. So Colts are going to be one of my biggest bets of the week, um, for sure, minus okay. 155 nice. in this game. And I really don't love the whole, you know, traveling out to the West Coast, Raiders at home in the black hole. I, I just agree with you, Rob. I think Gruden is looking to fire sell this thing, or agree with D.C., and uh, get those draft picks as high as possible. Talk about Derek Carr even being out of there, too. So um, that Rams-Packers game, do you have a lean on it? This is, seems to be the big game that everyone's going to be looking at at 4 o'clock. Total, total 56 and a half, 9 and a half, 10. We talked about the line movements. We talked about five dimes. Where are you sitting on this game? Uh, I'm considering L.A. as one of my teaser pieces this week. I'll probably yes. do two or three teasers. Uh, I'd love to get the Rams. God, I hate to say this. Um, now nah, I'll do a six-point teaser. Never mind. I'm not going to pull the Tommy G seven-point oh, teaser. You don't like the Tommy nah, G nah, seven? Nah, not doing a seven. Six point. I, I listen. I vary my teasers depending on where the number is. Right? If that number is eight and a half, I'm doing a six-point teaser. But on the nine and a half, you better believe. I I'm fucking knew it. Fucking, I knew it. I'm getting that motherfucker under three. You can take your twenty cents and stick it up your ass. <laughs> I'm fucking getting that under three. Well, LA is going to be a team I six point tease with a, a few other teams at key numbers. Uh, you, you, you guys, I, I've explained this before how this works, but teasing a team off of a key number um, is the way to go. And so I see three or four spots where I might have a teaser with uh, the Rams in them. Y'all can look at the look at the lines here and Chiefs, Steelers, sub yes. subtract six, <laughs> and there's quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Ravel. Rob will go get the fucking Chiefs minus four, and I'll go get him minus three and pay my juice and win and tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this does look like a teaser week. It's interesting because there's like four games with – or five. You know, you got the Patriots, 14, Rams, 10, uh, Chiefs, 10, Steelers hanging eight, Bears hanging eight. I think the Bears are the most susceptible of all those teams, especially if you're looking from a survivor's perspective, that one. would be the team I'm the least confident in I won't of the one. big favorites. Mm -hmm. I, I would not. I think that's a trap. I think you let everyone else go Bears because they're going to want to because they're probably saying I'm not going to take the Bears again the rest of the year. Let them go there, and I think the Jets could steal this game. I would not be floored on that. I'll have a little tiny. I'll have a dab of that plus 300 in my account. But um, yeah, it's a big teaser week because the rest of the games, Rob, are all like one to three. Well, I and you know, you like, know there's nothing in like the five range or six range. Everything's either eight or higher or three or lower. Well, and here's one that people don't a lot of times don't think about teasing up the dog, but um, I, I Seattle at plus two and a half. You know, I, I would love to tease that up to eight and a half as well. Um, mm -hmm. So there, there's a play for you guys. Seattle, L.A., six point tease. All right. See, we have the Sunday night game, Saints Vikings. This is a pick 'em, 52 total. Won't be on the DFS slate, so the games that aren't on the DFS slate are the ones that I like to hammer the most because I need my action on it, so I'll just double down my bet size. This is going to be a fun one and an important game, Minnesota versus the Saints. I like the Vikings in this one, but I really like the over. I think this thing flies to the moon, even though Minnesota's at home. Um, no Dalvin Cook again this week, which is going to force the Vikings to pass more, which is going to keep them from being able to run clock. And uh, Vikings D has been a little susceptible, even though it's gotten a little better, but I like the, I like the over in this one. Yeah, yeah. This game for me is God. I, I'm gonna have so much money on this showdown slate um, <laughs> because this is just a fun game. I I I agree on the over lean. I think Adam Thielen is is a god and my new favorite uh, football player maybe ever. Oh, thanks, Tommy G. Uh, Adam Thielen's made me quite a bit of money this season. Um, so. Yeah, I could see the over lean there. It's interesting that this game is pick everywhere. Uh, Penny five dimes has it minus eight. A point <laughs> five dimes minus fifteen. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a pick 'em, but it truly is a pick 'em game. Like if I, I don't want to pick a side of this game personally. Yeah, do you like the over now? Yeah, I would have a slow lean there. My number is fifty three and a half. I get a point and a half on it. Okay, let me just see where the public's at on this one. I forget. Ninety five percent over. 95% over, yeah. And, oh, this is the one we were talking about where the line has dropped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit, dude. I have not taken anything. I don't even look at this shit. I'm looking at it for you guys, you know, the same way as we'll read a couple of Rob's favorite stats here um, for you guys. But, listen, the thing I'm looking at is, I'm sorry, we've been doing this for two years on the site, Rob, and we're winning in every sport, doing things completely opposite. I have my own way. You have your own way. We stay positive. We stay profitable regardless of sport. I am the sharp. That's the way I look at it. And you look at it the same way, right? Like, I don't care where the steam's going. I don't care where the money's going. I'm playing what I think is going to win. 
And sometimes that's with the steam. Sometimes that's against the steam. I, for me, I just I don't fucking care. Yeah, I give no fucks. Actually, if you want to make a lot of money this weekend, go bet against all of these ninety-five uh, percent because right. <laughs> because They're the house in one or two it, of these games. the house will win on this one. So They're go ahead fixing and fade one or all two those. of these games. So we wanted to get out of here a little bit early uh, on these podcasts since we're banging out three today. Let's go through a few more Rob tweets here. Um, Chris has to be stopped. Fucking Chris Collinsworth. I, I have we talked about how everybody I think knows I hate this son of a bitch, but. Fuck, man. Somebody stop this guy. I'm sick of him. I'm drink. Keep going. This is, this is, this no, is that, I'm drink. That's all I see. So this is a series of tweets, though. I'm drink. Oh. Not my Not day. Not my day. Poking a mean roast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so it should have said I'm drunk. Uh, not my day. That was factual. This is from Sunday. Lost all my okay. money. And then poking a mean roast, dude. This is one of those ones. Oh, oh I was I was grilling. Uh, is that supposed to mean cooking a, yeah, a mean roast? Yeah, cooking a mean roast. Do. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Rob. Couple, couple trends for the weekend. Uh, Cleveland are 14-4-1 against the spread in their last 19 versus the AFC North. Rob, you don't care about any of these, right? I could just buzz through. Uh, I tried to put a couple maybe okay, realish ones in here, Tommy. Give me the couple that you care here, about. Tommy, Let's talk about those what, first. See what you think. Um so KC Pittsburgh Pittsburgh one and seven against the spread in their last eight home games is interesting. It is interesting, right? And I I think that's a weird one. Well, I don't know. Like, is it Ben on the road or Ben at home? Which is it? It's Ben on the road, right? Like Ben on the road sucks. Want to pay Ben right. on the road, but clearly he's not covering at home. Um, doesn't mean he's not winning the game, but he's not covering the right. spread. So yeah, um, that's that's odd. So whatever. I thought that was interesting. I also thought this KC one is interesting. KCR eleven and one ATS in their last twelve games overall. So KC, uh, I think we all acknowledge this has been being undervalued uh, yes. relative to the market. I was one of them. Draft cheat was the first one. He was. I, I was one of them. So what's their spread? This I've been week? hammering them, dude. I've been fucking making Twitter bucks every. I just. I offered fucking seven when the spread was six the other day on Twitter and got three bites. I'm fucking hammering the Chiefs in every game. They're the Chiefs and the Rams. I just, the Ch Rams, I think, are the best team in football, honestly. But the, like, I think the Rams are built a little more for the playoffs, but the Chiefs are the ones who are going to cover the most often, Like, if that makes sense. Usually the best team would cover the most often. The Chiefs, when they play a mediocre opponent, are just going to lay pipe on them. So, yeah, I, I don't care about the 10 points this week, 100%. I'm going to ride that trend. Yeah, that's a big number. Is that their biggest spread this year? Any idea? Uh, they've been they've been flirting with that a couple times, but that, that might be their biggest one so far. Uh, interdivisional game, though, I usually don't like laying that type of wood uh, on divisional games, but uh, I, I look at them as anomalies. Uh, over is 9-4 and four in the New York Jets' last 13 games as an underdog. Uh, the Jets' overs are something that I've been putting in the article of late if you guys have noticed i had the jets over last week even in the fucking wind and uh, and that hit this is this defense is banged up man uh this defense is missing some key components they're young and i mean just look at their last four games you know 43 50 76 and 50 last week keep in mind that 43 was a jacksonville game where i believe the total was 39 in that one so that actually went over the total well so. i was just going to say them being an underdog and giving up points correlates directly so it's like yep. <laughs> yeah they suck and they're not they're not they're underdogs in these games and they're giving up points so the overs are hitting yep and it makes sense unders 11 and 4 in the giants last 15 home games um i don't know do you take anything out of that no, i got nothing here i got nothing there either tampa bay's 07 and 1 against the spread in their last eight games in october I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, no, I do, actually. It's getting colder, right? It's colder. I do, yeah, yeah. I will factor that in because it's getting colder because they're a warm weather team. So go to Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati in that one. Um, and then New Orleans is 21-5 against the spread in their last 26 games in October. Again, you know, I don't think you factor that much, obviously, because it's a dome team. But No, it's just know, a big number. Yeah, it's a big number. But – uh. All right, Robert. So we're actually out of here in a reasonable time. This is the first one we actually got done in under an hour. Yeah, man. How do you feel about that? Are you excited? I feel fine about it. Yeah. You feel fine? Yeah. That's, that's totally exciting. fine. We got all of my good tweets, which is important for everyone. And uh, we Did we mention uh, how you watched Saw? Did we talk about that? No, we didn't. Uh, what did you think of Saw since we're, since we're well under the hour mark? I here? fucking loved it. 
It's great, right? Dude, how many recommendations have I given you so far that have been on the nose? Dude, Westworld was great. Westworld. Saw was good. Saw. Right, Atypical. I'm going to go three for three. Atypical. Atypical gave I gave you. That was that very was good. good. The only one I'm that... going to give you another one. Okay. I'm going to give you another one right. that you're going to like. American Vandal. Oh, I've seen that on Netflix. I haven't looked at it at all. Yeah, American Vandal. It's like a comedy documentary, and it's kind of fucked up. It, the theme of it is who drew the dicks. Mm. So it's a spoof documentary about some kid who went out and drew a bunch of dicks on the principal's car, and they're doing this whole like whole season to figure out who drew the dicks. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be something where when Rob gets a burb or two in him, you know, get a little bourbon in you, get a little, get a little whiskey in you. Um, you'll crack up. So I'm going to, I'm going to, this is a little more on a ledge here, but I'm going to go out on a ledge and I'm going to say, I'm requiring you to watch American Vandal by next. Well, week. it's interesting. After watching saw, I took my panties off regarding these horror movies and uh -huh. I've, I, I rented saw too and I uh -huh. fell asleep and I lost total interest in it and I didn't finish. And saw the one movie. is the best by far. It's not close. Like, I'm just yeah. like, Oh, this is yeah. It's not nearly as the other ones are good, but I forget which one it is. Three or four. There's one of them that's really good, mixed in there. But well, what um, ruined it is the whole time on Saw One, I'm trying to figure out who's doing this. Right, who did it? Who's doing right. this? And then Saw Two starts, and there's the motherfucker. He's right there. Right. That's that's who's doing it. So I lost. Well, it does change a little bit. Oh, so okay. keep in mind. Right. Yeah, it, uh, there is uh, there's multiple multiple things to figure. I got out a horror wreck for you if you haven't started this yet. I don't know if it's horror so much. I suspense. I've probably but... seen it. The, the new one on Netflix, The Haunting Hill, Haunting at... Uh, I actually just started it. Haunting just at Hill House? Just started it last okay. night. I watched yeah. number one last night. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was very good. I just I didn't want to give a wreck on it until I've seen the whole season to be responsible, you know, because I know my I have a 3-0 and record right now. Right. I want to stay undefeated, but American Vandal, Rob. That's, okay. I would actually pause the the Haunting Hill and go right to American Vandal. Oh, is that Vandal. right? Yeah, Okay. I think, I think so. So, um, all right, Robert, at MLB Model on Twitter. Uh, don't even bother following him on Instagram because it's just pictures of his knees and, and Coors Light cans. Do you even have an Instagram? I deleted right? it off my phone. We, yeah. our marketing people were like, Hey, you got to try Instagram. I was really bad at it. So I just stopped. Yeah. He's really bad at Twitter too, but that hasn't stopped him. He's still trying on Twitter at least. Let's see if we can get Rob to 9,000 followers. That's a big number for, that's a key number <laughs> in Rob's number. world. He's about 140 people away from that. So, uh, anyway, up next after this, we're going to have the bod and mad lab. Uh, that'll be a separate podcast. It'll be listed separately in the iTunes store. So that'll be episode 18. That should be dropping uh, early afternoon, early uh, late afternoon, early tonight. You'll be getting a peach of that. We'll talk some UFC and crack some jokes. But for MLB Model, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy.